Hey, Yanking. You ever get tired of your own voice? Well, I don't. This week's episode has the hilarious Michael Conrath. We talk about sketch, starting stand-up, hitting mics, and comedy styles. I probably learned a lot more from him than he did from me. But that's just how it goes. All the time. The live version of The Yanker Show will be taking off the month of December, but we will be back in 2020. Friday, January 24th, 9.30, featuring Gina Bloom, a hilarious comic as seen on Comedy Central. This episode is brought to you by Rich Babies. They take care of themselves. Are you in the mood for a yank tonight? Welcome Welcome to this week's Yank Cast. So here we are at the Yank Cast, baby. Here with uh, Michael Conrath. Hello. Hello. Uh, Michael Conrath is uh, one of my... Good friends in comedy. He did Yanker, my show, very early on. And, uh, yeah. Um, how else? How else would you describe yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, been doing it. Uh, just uh, got a year in. Um, let's see, like two weeks ago. Um, been doing, uh, like, a sketch for a few years before that. Um, but just focusing on stand-up right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I was able, uh, yeah, I got to do your show, uh, a couple people, uh, a couple other people's shows that I've, uh, uh, had the pleasure of meeting, uh, over the last year. Um, so yeah, just, uh, having a good time, uh, with, with stand-up comedy. Wow. <laughs> I need to rehearse some credits. Okay, cool. <laughs> having fun, right? That's like what it's about at first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, what it's about at first. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, like as opposed to yeah, just like getting getting paid, getting road work, getting uh yeah uh, becoming that... a, a real uh, uh stand up comedian yeah, that's what you mean yeah I mean no it is it is fun but like yeah I think uh, I think that's that's important when you're starting out otherwise yeah. you won't keep doing it yeah. I think you have to hopefully have fun in every sense but I don't know it seems like maybe idealistic I, oh I, for sure yeah yeah no yeah. I mean it's definitely the most difficult thing I've ever done yeah. uh but uh. It's also uh, the most uh, rewarding thing that I've I've done. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. what about sketch stuff? You said you were doing sketch stuff before. What yeah, kind yeah. Of sketch stuff are you doing before? Um, I uh, let's see. I had uh, an indie sketch team uh, called Elefante Elegante. Uh, just like performed live at like uh, the clubhouse and the Inner Sanctum uh, with uh, some writers I met at UCB. Um, uh, Jupiter Bodo, uh, Will Haza, um, a few other people. And, uh, yeah, we did that for about a year and a half or two years. And, um, then everybody kind of went their separate ways, um, and was trying to like figure out, well, am I going to do that again? Um, or, uh, you know, focus on something else. And I think it was just kind of like, I, uh, uh, didn't really like meetings that much, you know, it was, uh, um, uh, very difficult, like getting everyone together. Um, and I think honestly, I've always, uh, enjoyed stand-up more it's like that's what i watch more than sketch comedy um but uh i was always just the most afraid of it so i was kind of like you know like sketch is like a nice way to like dip my toe into that like oh, i'm writing something uh i'm putting it up uh but i do enjoy stand-up a lot more because you can iterate on something uh and perform a lot more uh than than we could with uh with uh sketch i mean maybe some other sketch teams are faster at writing or something like that but you know it would be uh um you know we'd lock down like a, a performance like once a month or something like that and like put all of our time and energy into like getting that one thing and it's like i don't know stand up you can perform every single night if you want so 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there is definitely a lot more control you have over stand up. For sure, yeah. Than that's, you have over anything else. That's and, that's the other yeah. thing. It's just like it's it's like your it's kind of like your soul a little bit. So putting any of that in somebody else's uh hands or uh let's say uh your it's your baby uh and it screws everyone else up because it for some reason the sketch doesn't work then you feel that responsibility so it's nice just to be like you know if something succeeds that's me that's exactly what yeah. i wanted to put out there uh if something doesn't succeed i can eat the, the you know the failure myself right uh, and, yeah it's yeah. a little less daunting um i actually like i have a ton of respect for for uh good indie sketch comedians because it's like they're able to do all of that without money. Do you know what I mean? They're able yeah. to like deal with like uh, the politics of their own group or their theater or whatever it is. Yeah. They're able to make everybody meet on time. They're able to like you know keep uh, you know keep it like super funny with all of this other extra stuff around. Yeah. Um, I almost look at it like um, you know with stand up, uh, you can like shotgun blast a little more. It's like I'll try this thing and there's a ten percent chance it works, and if it doesn't, I don't care. Whereas like sketch comedians, I feel like if it's a really good sketch group, those are like sharpshooters. Do you know what I mean? Like they are experienced, they know what their voice is exactly, and they're like, this is, I'm executing on that voice every time I do a sketch. Whereas like with stand up, you can kind of find your voice a little bit. You can try on a joke yeah. for one night and be like, I don't oh, I don't like how that feels <laughs> or yeah. I don't you know, that didn't feel like me. Uh, so I'll, you know, kind of guide it to the, the stuff that I like a little bit more. It seems like sketch has a, it's easier to start, but it's harder to be great at, in a way. Yeah. At least for, for uh, indie stuff. Kind of like, uh, play, uh, used to play trombone a lot. And like trombone, like I can teach someone to play trombone in three weeks um, if they already know how to play another instrument. Um, it's, it's a low startup cost, but to be like amazing at trombone, it's like harder than being amazing at like trumpet but trumpet is so much harder to even make a sound on does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah so it's a trade-off yeah it's yeah. always some kind of trade-off yeah 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 for me stand up it also forces you to like you know get out of the house and go interact with people and be in a you know a new scary place where you don't know anyone and they probably don't like you by default and you have to like earn it kind of thing whereas like um i think with you know, I've kind of grow up. I've grown up with like video games and TV and all this stuff that like puts me in the house. Like I'm, you know, wasn't like a huge athlete or anything like that. So it's like I think it's my comfort zone is to be like, oh, I'll just stay here and like write something or edit something for you know a week. Whereas like stand up, I feel like it's kind of like for me anyway. It's like eating your vegetables. It's like get out there and go, you know, do something that you're afraid of. What was your first time like? Um, Where was it and what? Was, oh, actually, how did you feel? My first time was actually about 10 years ago in Madison. Uh, oh, okay. Where I, yeah, I went to school in Madison. Um, yeah, so first time doing stand-up was there. Uh, and it was actually okay. Um, but I was I was very, like, uh, um, I'm an engineer, and I was, like, very into engineering back then. Um, and I kind of, like, realized how much work it would take. Uh, and I, you know, I, I just couldn't keep up with it with, um, like, design projects and things like that. Uh, so then just kind of didn't do anything for about um, uh, maybe five years or so. And then I was living up in San Francisco um, and I was starting to get back into comedy. Um, and when I started stand up there, it was very not good. Uh, it was like um, 
it was I mean it was much scarier than the the, the when I was doing it in Madison um, and like not that there's anything uh, wrong with this but I think it was kind of like a tough kind of blue collar room um, and I you know no problem with with those places but like uh, I don't think that was like the most welcoming crowd for me uh, to start out uh, but also I think I was doing a ton of stuff that I now see is is wrong you know I'd write out like a page and have every word memorized um, you know single spaced kind of thing and a lot of it it wasn't like centered around like jokes or punchlines it was like I'm just gonna like weird uh, like it was like weird prose like you know I'll say this thing in this like kind of um, flowery way and this will work um, and uh, yeah I think uh, I was just kind of in the deep end um, and then I uh, took uh, or I think sketch actually really helped me kind of like figure out what like a joke is like you can see it on a on a page you can be like okay that's uh, that's like the uh, you know the funny part this is like uh, the uh, the repeatable part of it this is we're heightening now um, so it's like that that kind of thing uh, I think it definitely helped me in stand-up where it's like okay this is what I think the punchline is going to be and this is the premise and this is the idea as opposed to just when I was doing it in San Francisco which is like just try to be weird on stage um, and hope people like it yeah no then I uh, yeah didn't really do uh, stand up for uh, another three years because then I came down here to do sketch and um, and then now or I guess my first time like out here uh, it was actually okay um, it was uh, I, I did it at the fourth wall in North Hollywood um, and uh, it was uh, you know I just like wrote down every little funny thing that I could think of in like three months or so and then just like did like a rapid fire kind of joke thing where it's just like if they don't like that they'll like this if they don't like that they'll like this kind of thing just yeah. like um i don't know i'd read different books by stand-up comedians and things like that and some of them i forget who was talking about it but it's just like if you're you know if you're worried about something just take up the smallest kernel of the joke that you can try it out and you know then get out don't write four pages on it you know like just when you're trying it do like couple sentences then get out so uh yeah it was uh it was actually um i think uh r really nice the uh i guess i would yeah i would call it my official start of uh of stand-up about a year ago when, when did you start stand-up uh i started in uh college as well but uh i felt pulled to it when i moved out to la i think there was like maybe a couple months there when um, I was working at Warner Brothers, and I was just kind of doing more production stuff, and then mm -hmm. I just fell right back into stand-up. I think I got very wrapped up in the open mic scene for a while. In um, a good way? In an okay way. I, I would say I needed probably some separation from it. Okay. Um, where some it, healthy separation? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it's, um, I don't know, the, the, you have to be focused when you start stand-up, you yeah. know, in, in the open mic scene. Yep. You know, you have to be very focused, because... There's a, there's a pecking order and, yep. you know, and, and you're just like, you're always questioning who are, what is this pecking order and how am I even judging myself based on any of it? You know, I'm, I'm curious though. Like, do you feel like you have like a, a handle on that now? Like, do you feel like you can see the map 
of what the the, no. the stand-up scene is? Okay, still no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I think I actually kind of separate myself from it. Um, I, I love my, running my show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably coming from the opposite. Like, I feel like now everything is kind of becoming stand-up in a way. In the sense that, like, you can... Everyone's becoming a personality, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's so many venues to kind of be a personality now. In the same way that stand-up used to kind of a stranglehold on that, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like a like a filibuster kind of thing, where you're, like, talking to Mike. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of say whatever you want, and especially if no one knows who you are. And, you know, and you can kind of just, yeah, advance your persona and your personality and build this like comedic persona yeah um and now there's a lot of avenues for that yeah um so i don't know it's you know especially like characters and stuff like that as well so i don't know i'm kind of like i felt in a way like maybe i limited myself too early with just stand-up especially now that i'm getting back into acting and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and kind of realizing that well maybe la has been rubbing off on me but it's like it feels like you you got to do everything all at once you got to get good at everything all at once yeah you know, and, and, and definitely kind of zigzag, especially now when there's so much, it's, it's everything so saturated, it feels like you got to build up a lot of different kinds of skill sets. Right. And and stand-up alone, like, that is a skill set. Um, doesn't necessarily lend itself to acting. Acting is yeah. a very different thing. Right. But character comedians, I think, are more actors in a right. way. Character comedians are more like improvisers, more mm-hmm. like actors more yeah. it's uh yeah so i don't know if i'm i i kind of like that skill set i feel like that challenges me more yeah, yeah. right now yeah which i i kind of like that more um but i don't yeah, know i, I always will have part. even my one-liner like when i have one-liners i feel like i have a persona and i need to even delve deeper and it seems like even like stand-up comedians are kind of working on one character which is right. the character of themselves like even yeah. if they're like i just speak the truth and right, right, right. i'm just bill burr i'm just right. this it's like no you're working on like one character like right. you're really getting deep down drilling deep down into who that person is right on who, stage yeah yeah or on stage or when they're in front of a microphone even like yeah bill burr i think especially shows that it's just like he's gotten so comfortable and confident in stand-up because it's just him and a mic Mm-hmm. You know, even if there's audience or no audience or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always a little bit, it's it's always a version of yourself up there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it just comes down to taste of wh- wh- with whether how cl- how close you want it to be to your actual self. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that um, right now? Let's see. I, um, well, first of all, I really love character-y uh, jokes like I love like leaning into an act out uh, those are always the most fun for me um, but I am trying to make it close to who I am um, generally uh, but at the same time I feel like um, you know I'm, I'm like I'm preparing things off stage and bringing it on stage and that's what I do I do like what I've come to do I'm not necessarily like not normally like freewheeling on stage. That's something that like I I want to like get more into where it's mm-hmm. just like it is just you, but like I mean, I don't know. I don't uh like hmm, what am I trying to say? Like I don't I don't think the way my brain normally thinks is funny. Like I think sometimes like I like I am in certain settings, you know what I mean? And then I like 
I whatever that uh, whenever that happens, I like capture that kind of thing and uh, try to reproduce it on stage. But like if I were to just be myself on stage, it would probably just be like somebody who's like very right brained, kind of like just thinking logically, but like not necessarily funny kind of thing or scared. So it's like, yeah. I think I think that's the ultimate goal, though. It, I mean, it, I guess it comes down to comfort level, too, because it's like. When you're with your friends, you're silly and, you know, feel safe and can just say whatever the hell you want. Uh, and then it's over the years of getting on stage that eventually you can kind of feel that way around complete strangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I look at, like, comedians who are really successful, like, um, who are getting better, like, all of the time. You, especially with other comedians, proving yourself to other comedians, that's what you think you spend most of your time doing is making people care about mm -hmm. you being here and your jokes and why you're funny. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, I see people who are, like, really good at that, and it's like they become, like, almost attack dogs, you know, in a way. Like, I think my favorites do. I think if I pursued stand-up yeah. more, then I would become, like, more of an attack dog. Like, because what I, do you mean attack dog? In the sense that, like, if something's not working, yes. I lash out in a funny way. <laughs> because, right. like, I feel like that's yeah, yeah. a lot of comics, though, too. Because it's, like, a lot of times your stuff doesn't work. And eventually, you have to get to a point where you can, like, lash out and be funny. Right. You know, and, and like, recoil from... Because you most... You saves. Yeah, you have to save yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, like, a lot of times the funniest moment is when something doesn't work and you acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a lot of times people's biggest laugh. Like, yep. even when they're professional sometimes. You know, um, and it's just because it's that acknowledgement. It's like, yeah, we all know what's going on right here. Mm -hmm. And the comedian is in on it. The comedian knows too. Right. You know, it's that connection. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's it's like, I, I've seen comedians who are like really like going to the improv every night mm -hmm. or every, you know, they're really going to the mics and they're really doing it and that's all they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that's what it kind of breeds is it breeds this kind of almost attack dog kind of like, thing where it's like you're you're or you're building up your defenses against yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah you're it's like you're you know you're never like you can always bomb but like your bombs are better or yeah yeah, yeah. so it's just you're kind of like moving the goalposts. your your yeah. lows aren't quite as low and your highs are higher yeah your bombs are controlled like you're able to gain back control mm -hmm. in a volatile situation as quick as possible right yeah yeah way. That's something I, I want to focus on with this next year is because normally I'm like, I really like the writing parts. That's when I feel like most, uh, you know, comfortable when I'm writing a lot. Uh, so I kind of just focus on just that portion though. And I'm like, this is what I wrote. I'm going to go like, get ready. I'm going to perform that. And then I'm going to write something else. But it's like, I do want to start like mapping it out a little bit. So it's like, well, if that's not working, go here. Um, or go here or you know where it's like you um, it's not just that one piece of material that you prepared for that set you have your entire uh, repertoire you know behind you and ready to locked and loaded ready to go yeah. um, and different re uh, you know like audibles for different situations kind of thing like I'm um, I want to do more bar mics mm -hmm. um, and I think that's you know one of one of the uh situation is like i mean uh i could be wrong but like my interpretation is like you kind of have to machine gun them with jokes that work and like make them fucking look at you and yeah. pay attention yeah whereas like if you're even at a mic where everyone is like facing towards you 
um, that's kind of, you have a little bit more leeway to be like, come along on this weird journey with me. Right. Whereas like in a bar, you're like, I do jokes, joke, 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 joke. And then they're like, okay, I guess we'll listen to you now. Um, so that's, uh, it's something that, that I want to get to, but that's just one example of like, uh, in like, uh, like an audible that you would, you would do. You're like, oh, it's this kind of room. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do this for two minutes and then work on what I wanted to work on. Right, yeah. which I think is that's a good mentality to have because I think it's easy to fall into one or the other where you're just like coming up pre-preparing bits mm-hmm. and just like, oh, this works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, like, you know, I, I feel like I fell into that. Like I'm the opposite of you. I feel like I was freewheeling. Like I would just get up and I would start right. freewheeling and I yeah, would, yeah. would just totally not work on any of my material. Right. And I feel like those are two different sides of the same coin in a way because it's like, I think they're both like you have to marry the two in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like you have to prepare everything and then you throw it out the window as soon as you get on stage yeah, yeah. and then it comes back in, it seeps mm-hmm. back in. And that to me is like a polished performer is you get up, yeah. you have to address the moment of whatever's happening mm-hmm. and the bar definitely is a good place to test that out because right. obviously it's a usually shit show right. at a bar show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what was like the first moment that you thought I could be funny or you got a laugh or and it was something that made you really... Oh, like addicted to it or addicted to that reaction or um let's see like uh just like i th- i mean i think um probably in like i mean i've always tried to make people laugh um and it was just like maybe until sixth grade like it was just annoying uh you know like to i mean i think like my friends liked it but like to other people like my brother i think my brother did not think that i was funny until i was like a freshman in high school and then like we weren't really friends until then and he was like okay i guess i guess you're all right like you can make me laugh kind of thing um but yeah he's been a huge um uh encourager encourager um he's been a a huge encouragement to me uh for for doing stand-up um because uh uh, but in terms of like, yeah, what uh, what was the the first addiction? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I think when I saw Ace Ventura, like, I started like talking with my ass in the theater uh, when I was like seven or eight or something like that. So I don't know. From it's probably from before I can even remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I I felt the same attraction to Jim Carrey. It's yeah. Funny. That's funny you say that. I think he got a whole generation of comedians to yeah. want to do it. Yeah. For uh, sure. Because he was having so much fun. For me, it was The Mask. Because The Mask yeah. was like Classic. that. It's such a deep movie, even as a grown-up. And I've like looked at it. And it's <laughs> such a deep movie because it's about your dark side and your light side. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very spiritual movie, if you think about it. Because it's, like, it's, it's, it's similar to The Nutty Professor. But I think it breaks it down in a way where it's like one person has two heads about them. Or they have dual it's a good showcase for an actor for any actor especially for like a big character actor because yeah. it's able to like show like you know the insecure person mm-hmm. who i felt like that was probably me and, mm-hmm. and as a kid even i related so much with oh, the, really? i'm sorry yeah because like, yeah. i'm uh, you know i think at my heart i'm a sweet kind person yeah yeah yeah, yeah, naive. yeah yeah you know so i related with that jim carrey like everyone walks on him right like, even at seven which is so weird to relate with a third year <laughs> when you're seven years like old. you and me buddy you and me but yeah. it's so yeah but uh, then you know the idea of the wild man was like okay that's what stand-up is to yeah, me yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. what characters are yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. that idea you can be like so apologetic and just be like oh i'm so sorry like 
oh, and not yourself and mm-hmm. fake. And mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, well, this maybe isn't me either, but <laughs> right, wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that idea of just, and the dark side too. I don't know. Like it's a spiritual thing where it's like your dark side is basically, I guess like the opposite. It's like maybe the Larry David thing, like the opposite of who you are, you know, mm-hmm. like the episode of the opposite is so lovely because it's like where he's like oh i have to be the complete opposite of everything i've ever been right you know and it's so lovely because it's like we can imagine the opposite of what we are yeah and that to me is just complete freedom in a way right like because i'm just like there's so many things i don't like about myself but then i can be the opposite of all those things oh got it okay yeah i don't know that that was a powerful thing to me and for some reason i associate when i do my best with stand-up i think when i'm almost being the opposite of my turned off character right you know just turned off in real life just yeah, yeah. doing a podcast you know yeah yeah just yeah, yeah. Being, you know talking shop you know yeah yeah not, yeah not trying to be funny at all or yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to make jokes you know it's it's a stark contrast like you were saying where it's like it almost feels like it's not a natural thing to be funny yeah and it has to be almost like concocted and yeah yeah yeah, yeah um I think it, it works a muscle, too, like, that you don't normally get to work. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know, I think when I started comedy, like, I suddenly realized, hey, maybe I'm, like, less annoying at work now because I'm not, like, trying to make them laugh. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, I have, like, this outlet uh, where I can where I can go and do it. But, um, yeah, did you ever felt, feel that or anything? Um, yeah, I was definitely always trying to make people laugh and stuff. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, you know, and it, it definitely did, like, get annoying to a certain degree. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be annoyed by it, but I'm sure everyone else was. Right, right, right. I didn't want their, I didn't need their feedback. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they yeah. laugh, but, like, people would laugh, and, I mean, it's, it, I don't know, I, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I feel like, in a way, this has been the only thing I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's the only thing I've kind of had to do, which is kind of a strange phenomenon. What do you mean, had, like, you don't have a choice in the matter? No, I just, um, I do have a choice, but I've never had to do other things to just get my financial situation. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, sometimes I haven't treated this with the respect or, like, urgency that this, or professionalism that this requires. It's so easy to, to like, you know, slack off in different ways. Yeah, um, it is, with stand-up, because it's, like... And that's what I see. I see people, like, no matter where you go, there most people are never going to leave their comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, and never going to try new stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why they're probably not going to make it, I think, mm-hmm. in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and who am I to say that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably... No, dude, I know? mean... Yeah. It's like everyone is in that same boat of, like, you know, it, it's like you got to try different things all the time i mm-hmm. think and you have to what is it the steve martin thing you have to not be afraid of bombing anymore right in a way because you yeah you gotta as your character you gotta be able to say you gotta be able to take risks not not risks that you wouldn't stand by but like you have to do it enough mm-hmm. so that it's like you can like if you bomb something if you bomb that doesn't ruin your week um also like let's say you've gained the respect of like certain people in the crowd and then you're like, but you're only performing once a week and you try something and then like they see you like fuck up. You're like, well, that probably, you know, they like think less of me now. But it's like if they're like, oh, he's going to be here like 
every night or every other night. Um, you know, he was just like trying something that one night. It's also like, I feel like, you know, it's, it's for yourself that you're putting that much in, but it's also for the other people around you to like, see that like you're, you're out there and, uh, and working hard and, and, you know, yeah. doing enough of this. So it's like, they almost like give, like, whether it's real or not, like, I feel like when I'm doing a lot of stand up, the people in the crowd have kind of given me permission to like fuck around a little bit more and try mm -hmm. something. Cause it's like, well, at least he's working hard. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, if you were to see some guy where it's like, this guy barely ever performs and that was fucking awful, like, what is he doing? Whereas, like, you know, if, if you're doing it all the time, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever, he gets a pass, right? Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think people feel that too. Because um, it is, it's like an authority thing uh, as well, I think. Like, when you get in a room with, like, comedy and stuff. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people. Yeah, they're they're like uh, I feel like you know if if it's a room full of strangers, that's a room full of strangers. But if you know some of the people there, like you know whether certain people in the room respect you, I feel like matters quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So um, you just have to like, you know, give it your all to to you know kind of like keep their respect and and you know uh, show that you're you're working hard and show that you have like a right to waste their time with a shitty character. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there is there's a lot of like yeah yeah it's it's uh there's a lot there there's a lot of like heaviness there <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah no um well how, how many times how often have you been doing it um i have been doing it like probably three to four times a week okay um i want to up that um honestly like uh i, I feel like it's not enough right now because it's like i'll only you know if i'm going to a lot of different rooms then i'm only seeing certain people like you know once every you know two weeks or something like mm -hmm. that or three weeks um or more and uh yeah i don't know i'm kind of like actually um trying to figure this out right now in terms of like what i should focus on um because like i i've been mainly for this this year going to you know those sign up mics where you can mm -hmm. sign up online because uh, they're very efficient you know like you get in get out kind of thing um, but I've been spending like a lot of time at those places but at the same time like I feel like I made some progress there because like um, you know uh, people will see me enough and be like oh like um, would you like to be on this show uh, which is always amazing um, and so it's like I'm making progress with those certain people yeah. but at the same time maybe I'm like depriving myself of like just general experience of getting all sorts of different rooms and um right now i'm thinking like if i knew like exactly what my voice was and i i've been doing this for like maybe like five years or something like that i would just want to focus on like what is going to get me on shows what is going to like i mean not like a like a getting paid big break but what will be your break into you know keep pressing the same points keep succeeding at the same thing and people will be like that guy can do this you get on the show kind of thing uh, but like right now it's like I, I still feel like I'm I'm figuring that out and I'm still experimenting and I want to like keep that element of of surprise and experimentation so I think right now I'm gonna be focusing more on all sorts of different rooms uh, just in like treating this as like a learning phase and it's like if I don't 
um, you know, get on like this show that I've wanted to be on forever. Like I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Cause it's like, I'm still trying to figure shit out. Um, is that like, do, do you try to do like a ton of different rooms or do you focus on certain rooms? Um, I mean, I think, um, but you're also doing, you're running your show. You're also doing the podcast and doing acting. So it's like, you're doing a lot of other things. As yeah. Well. I'm doing a lot of other things and I'm trying to find like, but I think how you're going about it is the right way. Um, I think to get better a lot faster is to go to a ton of different rooms because right. you know it was like you just hang out on the east side and it's so easy I can just go to Lyric Hyperion I can yeah, yeah, yeah. go to these places around here and I don't know if I'm necessarily getting I'm getting better but it's it's uh, you start to just try and please like certain audiences yep. you know like out over here it's it's very like privileged like coffee shop hipster right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and I love that audience in a way because that's who I am yeah it's like what's closer to you yeah it's what's closer thing. to me but uh, yeah, I think I think going, I think especially going to like I've heard of people going to like places like Compton and like oh really yeah, yeah like yeah. Inter, like inner city LA like Mike's and stuff yeah I think that would make you a lot that would like see yourself in a totally different way for sure yeah you know because I think you need to be if you're doing stand up I think you need to be like fish out of water yeah I think I think that's a good way to go about it I haven't been doing that but I think that I fall fell into my routine i think i'm getting out of my routine in a lot of different ways but in stand up yeah. i think i haven't been doing it enough so i for sure go back to the small little routine i have yeah, yeah yeah um yeah keep you sharp keep you out there keep me out there but yeah i mean going to places like uh the chatterbox going to places like you know um but i think going to places that are off the map and and going to different rooms and driving for gigs i think that's very valuable it sucks you know, to drive 15, 20, 25 miles, mm -hmm. you know, to get a different crowd. But mm -hmm. I think, especially if it's not paid, but I think it is worth it um, yeah, yeah. to do those sh shows and to do those mics. Yeah. And um, also, I feel like it, you know, comedy aside, it kind of gives you like a, a better um, view, like a bird's eye view of what the stand up ecosystem is in your city. Mm -hmm. um you know we were talking about that like there's all these like you know uh structures and hierarchies that are invisible to everybody unless you're you've been around it a lot and been to a lot of different rooms at least that's that's what i'm guessing and mm -hmm. uh, i'm i'm hoping that a year from now i will have a better view of it because that's a, that's another weird thing about stand-up that is uh that's been new for me is that um like there really is nothing there's no part of it that's forcing you guys to work together and i feel like that's what creates strong bonds uh and like friendships and things like that it's you know it's like um you know like in any other social situation it's like i'll just stick around and like show them that i work really hard and then they'll be like eh, he's all right uh and then like you know kind of like that that's my like way in maybe like throw a joke or something like that but it's like with stand-up you guys are just like ships in the night you know what i mean just crossing each other's paths and it's like unless you get on a show or collaborate with somebody in in some way mm -hmm. um i think uh you know it's like i'm still you're still like making pro social progress but it just takes a long time because it's like let's say it takes you know 10 hours to be more than an acquaintance with somebody right mm -hmm. it takes if you know if you're not going to the same rooms it takes a long time to work up that 10 hours mm -hmm. of contact right oh, yeah. before you're even like 
I want to know how this guy's day was, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's been interesting for me. Like, I mean, it's totally fine. I, I don't think, like, um, I don't want this to be taken weird, like, oh, these other stand-ups are so weird to me. I think it's just, like, the nature of the game. Um, and it's just weird. It's just, like, I'm not used to doing something, like, working this hard at something for a year and, like, not knowing anyone, basically, still. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's a certain L.A. aspect of that, too. Um, yeah i think there's that la aspect of oh this isn't a community <laughs> right are you yeah, fucking cause... kidding me like this isn't a community and like you like i feel like they're just like you said the ships in the night mm -hmm. and there's hope there's flashes of hope yeah, yeah like someone will just be very nice and be like oh i like that joke right right, right or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's totally unlike chicago or i think a lot of scenes i mean i never came up in a smaller scene same yeah um where all the comedians are like, oh, wow, you really want to do this for real? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. let's help each other out right. and let's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Versus here, I think it's all very, like, it's all very um, indirect. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of directness out here. And, it, and directness itself comes off very gross. Exactly. <laughs> because yeah, the yeah. people who feel like they can be direct are usually very gross like in my opinion out here like they're just they're just like hey how you doing you know like right you know it's just it's very like it just comes off i think because you're just used to just a very indirect city and i don't know if new york is any different i never really did stand up in new york mm -hmm. um but you know i'm starting to feel like you know show business in general is starting to become a more indirect and maybe it's always kind of yeah. been a little more indirect, like when you're really serious about show business, yeah. it's always been kind of an indirect kind of thing. But now that it's so, like... It's very siloed. It's Yeah, so siloed and so just hyper-competitive, mm -hmm. it feels like almost like a little bit of like Wall Street. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you don't want to know what I know. Like, it's like what we're doing is way more important than it is. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to know who I know. You don't want to know what's about to drop. Right, right, the right. The new ep of this podcast. You know, right. it's like, okay. <laughs> you know? That's the other thing is that, yeah, it's all people, like, trying to make it, trying to, like, talk a bigger game than they have, or... It's also like wildly different um, uh, goals and yeah, yeah. and experience levels and financial levels. You know, yeah. it's just like it's it's such a um, like a melting pot of different experiences and different like people are on. I don't know. They're all on the same track, but in wildly different places. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, a lot of variables. A lot of variables. It's a lot there. of variables, and it feels <laughs> like. Uh, what was the first joke that you liked that you told? Uh, the first joke that I liked, that I told, mm, uh, let's see, like, I don't know if I can, like, in stand-up? In stand-up, yeah, like, or was it, like, more of an energy thing you were saying Oh, yeah, first? yeah, yeah, I think, uh, like, I have, like, um, uh, two, uh, two bits, I think, that stand out in my mind. One is about uh, like a a, the ex, a a fake extended edition of Jaws, mm -hmm. um, where he just talks about how to measure a shark, uh, like you know like that very intense speech he gives, um, and I was like talking about the extended edition and just how like he's just going into the different you could measure it with a tape measure you could like stand next to it and kind of eyeball it um, and just it just goes on forever. Um, so there's that, and then is there, it one of those bits that kind of like 
is not funny for a while and then it gets funnier again. I actually it's like funny at first and then... I, it's not it, it there's like elements of that but I think there are enough beats in it that like some people are enjoying it the whole time. It's yeah. not one of those things that's pointless if I stop early. Yeah. Um you know what I mean? Yeah. But there is some of that in there. Um but it's also like very charactery cuz like I I love doing uh you know that voice and kind of like um you know just being in that voice for like three or four minutes kind of thing talking very intensely about yeah. shit that doesn't matter um so that's that that's super fun then um had a uh, joke about um the uh the it movies um in the it book like they have um uh, uh, a child orgy scene in it mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like exploring like how the fuck did that uh get in the book in yeah. the first place like let alone not not being in the movie but just like just kind of uh viewing um Stephen King just like coked up and out of his mind in the 80s uh, being uh, shouting at his publisher uh, to fucking publish it. So I think those are uh, those are two and what I'm doing now is not doing justice to either one of them. Um, but uh, yeah, both of them are very, you can kind of like really lean into the character-y part of it. Um, and uh, I love that uh, kind of thing. I feel like they both heighten well. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely uh, a skill that I'm working on because like right now I don't know about how you feel about this, but like for me, like when I'm doing jokes, it's it's I'm very rarely like sitting down and being like I want to write a joke mm -hmm. about this thing that's happening in the world. It's usually like I'm riffing with somebody, um, a friend or uh, uh, my girlfriend or something like mm -hmm. that, and it's like those voices or whatever will just kind of like come out of me mm -hmm. uh, before I'm even thinking about it. It's yeah. more kind of like a, um, uh, like a fast twitch muscle. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like, um, you know, it works there with your friends because you're with your friends, but it's like, okay, is there something actually there? Uh, can I expand that? Can I, yeah. um, you know, make that into an actual stand-up bit? Yeah, no, I... I uh, I think it's important. I think it's important to have people you're constantly riffing with. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Mimi is that kind of for me right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and and we talked about yesterday. We saw this fish with just a huge tumor on his eye, and it yeah. was just like, just like bubbling, like just, and he just couldn't catch any of the fish. Fish food. We were throwing fish food, and he just was like missing it. Yeah. And it was just like. It was so sad and so hilarious <laughs> at the same yeah, time, yeah. and it was like there's there like people treat cancer and they're just like oh my god it's cancer, but like just seeing this fish <laughs> with this huge fucking tumor, you're just like you know why don't you just name your fucking tumor right you right, know right. What I mean? why don't you just put googly eyes on it like, right yeah, yeah take it to the market and be like here here's me and my tumor he's gonna kill me you yeah. know like holding it in a what do they call it? the the knapsack thing yeah. Um, a tote, yeah. Yeah, holding, tote. yeah, exactly. Holding Farmer's market tote. tote. It's my organic tumor. You know? Right. So, like, uh, that that's that's kind of where I am right now, where it's like, I kind of, like, I, those two jokes or, like, bits yeah. stood out in my mind because it's, like, those, I think, are, like, they do have, like, a good joke structure, but almost unintentionally. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Where it's, like, I can, like, recognize it when I have it. Mm -hmm. I think it's still a skill that I'm working on where it's, like, I am going to be in control of every single thing that I'm writing. And I don't mm -hmm. even know if that is the way it will ever be. Um, but it's like, uh, I know that uh, plenty of comedians are like that. Um, but like right now it's more just like riffing with people. And if something, uh, you know, if you say a funny riff, just like capturing that, then seeing if you can expand on it, write a little bit more about it, heighten it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and go from there. So like, 
Yeah, I don't feel like very like you know. It's like I feel like I um you know it's like you have like a like a powerful like laser beam, but like you're it's very hard to aim. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, at uh, at least at this stage. So trying to aim it. Yeah. Trying to aim your laser. Yeah. That's the fucking lamest analogy. <laughs> no, I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Those, yeah, so I guess uh, um, full circle back to, like, things I want to work on this year is, like, you know, like, getting used to a lot of different rooms, the audible thing, and then trying to figure out if I can do more, like, directed, like, work, where it's, like, this has been bothering me a lot. Because, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I do that, when I sit down and I'm, like, I'm going to, like, write jokes about like land rovers because land rovers have been bugging me or something like that it's like i'm thinking about it with like the logical side of my brain which is not necessarily like the funny part of it i think so it's like they all make sense they just none of them are like you know uh they don't like tickle you do you know mm -hmm. what i mean um where it's like i think the best like when i when i do a joke that i'm really proud to tell it's kind of like um you know it makes you like laugh like in your gut a little bit whereas like I, that's hard to do if i'm just like sitting down with a sterile piece of paper and like writing it out and you know thinking about the joke structure and stuff like that the other thing that i think it helped me do is like so i like i guess what i've been talking about is i always feel like i have to come at like my comedy from an indirect way mm -hmm. where it's like you're kind of like backing into it and then um but uh as opposed to like a direct i'm writing about this kind of thing but I do feel like the like studying like stuff at UCB sketch stuff mm -hmm. or like reading stand up books or whatever like that doesn't necessarily help me write in that way. But it lets me know like I can recognize when something I've come up with in an indirect way follows the structure, even though if you write 100 Jay Leno jokes and they all fucking suck, like in a way that exercise, I feel like has helped me because um, I recognize it when I have it. Let's say, like, I'll be riffing with somebody and, like, say something that uh, we both think is funny. Um, it kind of, like, knowing that structure lets me know of, like, is this just a thing that just worked between us? Mm -hmm. Because we're both in this, like, you know, um, like, a very uh, uh, specific situation. Mm -hmm. Or is this, like, something that's more general that can be translated? So it's, like... Um, there are, I feel like there are things where it's like you got that juice, but it's not necessarily like applicable to stand up. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's a, because I can see that it breaks so many of the rules of like what the structure should be that I'm like, I probably shouldn't waste my time trying to write that out. Knowing the structure kind of lets me know, like, is this worth investing some time into and fleshing out? Or is this just a, you know, a little flash in the pan, one is done sort of just between friends sort of riff. It's sometimes hard to tell that, but yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's super hard to tell that. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. So scary. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can do this and not be in a good place emotionally. I think it's a myth that like you have to be really fucked up or you have to be $30 away from no money in your bank account yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, like when I, when I'm not in a good place emotionally uh i just get sad and uh, <laughs> don't contact anyone or do anything yeah right you like shut and, down yeah exactly and, and then it's like you keep doing it and then eventually <laughs> you're gonna fucking kill someone exactly yeah, yeah. It's just not a good recipe <laughs> just like <laughs> and then like yeah with the financial stuff too like i um 
whenever I'm financially in dire straits, I just get scared. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? That's You're not, not it's like, not, yeah. I think maybe what it is, is like, uh, I think you have to live a life that uh, is similar to what you grew up with. You know That's what I mean? Interesting. That's very interesting. Right? Because, like, I don't know if you're, like, you're already dealing with this thing that's super scary. Everything else should be very familiar. Huh. Uh, you know what I mean? That's so you can just, like, focus on the one thing being crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, I think, um, you know, like, if you, like, grew up in a different, si- like, a different situation than I did, you know, you're, like, what might be okay to you is yeah. different, right? One exception, so, like, about, like, three years ago or so, I, like, came down to Los Angeles to do stand-up, like, quit my, like, engineering job, um, cold turkey, and, like, you know, just came down here with some saving on the edge that maybe, maybe that does create the best stand-up comedians, but, like, I think probably the reason, um, reason it, that myth came about for me is, uh, is, uh, how, like, the first kind of big famous stand-up comedians came about because those people had to be crazy about stand-up like just fucking insane yeah you know what i mean like the first cast of like snl like those type of people where it's just like to to break through at that time you had to be like one track my like 100 percent. this is my only shot at like living a life you know what i mean um whereas like um now I think like like you know for better or for worse I think it's more siloed I think you can like I don't think the choice has to be comedy or death um, where is are you fucking kidding me <laughs> it's uh, one thing I know comedy or death yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean that in a literal sense yeah it's yeah. like I think if you know like those people didn't break through back in the 60s or 70s or whatever they fucking just like die homeless on the street kind of thing because yeah. that's literally all they put put in their basket forever um but it's like now i think it's like a lot of it's like staying power too um Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you just like find your audience you keep delivering to that audience for as long as possible because so many people i think you just by attrition drop out but i think on a whole it's probably making more healthy comedians probably Uh, right yeah i was like and more diversity in terms of perspectives yeah like the people that are big now like you know, like Tom Segura, like he doesn't seem like an insane person. No, you know what I mean. No, He's not like, at seems all. like he like probably has like I mean, it seems like he has like a happy marriage. He's got. Uh, does right. he have a kid already? Or yeah, I don't. I... Where it's like I mean, they seem like normal in a way. You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, they, uh, they, it seems like if they didn't have stand up, their life wouldn't completely fucking suck because um, they would probably just be successful at something else. Because um, back in the day, it was just like the old, <laughs> it was just a crazy person machine. Um, that was the only way that anyone broke through. It, it does feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more business minded people are in stand up now mm-hmm. because it's just, it is, it's like, if you run podcasts, it's like, what, what's your demographic? What, what is your business plan? Anything you do, it's like, yeah. what is, who, what's your niche? Like, who are you? Right. What's your brand? I feel like I'm still trying to, like, figure that out. Do you feel like you're, uh, and, I mean, like, people talk about, like, finding your voice all the time. It's, like, mm-hmm. I think there are some things where it's, like, I've said jokes on stage, and it's, like, I recognize, like, oh, this is kind of, like, I like that more than, like, I think um, something I'm recognizing recently is, like, I don't necessarily like rant jokes, like, in terms mm-hmm. of me, I love hearing them. I love fucking rant jokes, but, like, in terms of me telling them, like, I can do it and it's like competent like it'll get like laughs but it's like at the end of it i'm like 
that didn't really feel like me. Because, like, when I'm with my friends, I'm not like, and this is the the next thing that bugs me about L.A. traffic or, you know, mm-hmm. da, 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 where it's like that's not normally how I, I talk to people. Uh, but if I'm with my friends and stuff like that, it's like I am, like, I don't know, like, being silly and doing voices and, you know, mm-hmm. sp- especially when I drink. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, that. it's like, so uh, I feel like I'm still figuring that out kind of thing. Do you feel like you're still working on that heavily or it's like, um, are there ever jokes that you're telling these days where mm-hmm. you get off stage and you're like, that didn't feel like, like even if it worked, you're like, that didn't feel like me. I'm going to try to stay away from those types of jokes for me because it's not as fun to do. I don't know if I actually have felt like that because I don't think that, I think I'm more freewheeling. So stuff will just come out of my mouth. Got it. So it is I'm more just like, you all the time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that is, but I'm trying to... It, it's a different thing I'm struggling with. I'm not struggling with individual jokes. I'm struggling with kind of like how would this have gone differently mm-hmm. in a way. It's like the whole thing is almost like the performance and it's like the jokes themselves to me sometimes like naturally take a back seat in a weird way. Right, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, from like watching you, it seems more like it's a performance as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all one piece with me. I'm very different from a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah, with yeah. that. I think it's also one of the reasons why I never get booked. Uh, <laughs> maybe I do need to take stand-up more seriously, but I do feel like I'm always working on it, even when I'm not yeah, in yeah, a yeah. weird way. Like, I, I mean, it seems like you're working on uh, like the show and stuff like that, and you're just like, well, I'm just going to keep hitting this, and yeah. eventually all this other meaningless shit will fall away. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. And I, I do need to become, like, learning from you, like, I think you're hilarious. Oh, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, thank you. But you're very, like, you're very controlled, and I admire that about you. You're oh, very, you. like, yeah, like you, you said, you're very right-brained. You're very, like, controlled. Yeah. Like, um, which which I think is, is really cool, because it's, like, you're always an authority. Like, you're always, like, funny. You know oh, what I mean? You, like, man. you're always, like, they, people look at you, and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Appreciate like it. Oh, thank you very much. You know? Yeah, and and uh, me, I'm like, like all over the place, and for better or for worse, it's like some nights people are like, "Oh, dude, I love that thing. That was the funniest right, thing right, I've right. ever seen." And then other nights, people don't look me in the eye. Right, and, right, right. Like, there's very little in between because it seems it's like more like polarizing. Yes, and it's like yes. either like people are fucking for you a thousand percent, right, or they're like, "What was that? What the." fuck who the fuck is this person yeah, yeah. And, but but people aren't still bold enough to heckle me which i think is because i haven't been doing it i <laughs> enough because as comedians we're, we're in our own world but at the same time you are building every show builds a narrative yeah you know and it builds each person builds on top of the other person so if right. you're a performer on the show it does help to like know what the other comedians are talking about and, yeah. and and inserting yourself into that general narrative because it, it immediately grounds the audience right yeah you know and they're trying like, to oh this is a continuation of what i've seen in it's a, a way, conversation this, yeah it's a conversation exactly. right yeah yeah you're trying to like keep you have to like acknowledge the space acknowledge the room kind of thing yeah um yeah and if you don't it's it's weird it's, it's just a subconscious thing yeah you know what i mean it's weird or you can kind of pull, which I would love to do, which is just kind of like an anti-acknowledgement of everything to a point mm. where you're addressing it, and you're, but you're not. Like, yeah, in, yeah. In, like a lot of successful characters yeah, yeah. who are like kind of, again, iconoclastic. We're just like, oh, wow, well, that guy sucked. You know, like, fuck! You know, like, almost <laughs> like to a point to be able to talk shit and to have everyone know 
you're joking. You should do that for Yankers sometimes. I think so. Right? Just be yeah. like, hey, comedians, I'm Because I feel like I sometimes hold myself back from doing that. Yeah. And it's like, because I'm afraid, but it's like, no, I think I'm a nice enough person that I can do that kind of, that almost Neil Hamburger kind of thing or that... Um, was it Andy Kaufman's asshole lounge singer mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Tony Clifton. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. kind of do that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I, I kind of have that in me too. And it's it's fun because I'm a kind person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's fun. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm like oh, wow. Game. Like Yeah, I feel like I've seen that at Yanker. I'm like, oh, like, he's like, like, there is something right there, but he's like just announcing like the other comedian. I'm like, he fucking like, he's thinking about something right now. I can see it. And I can see why to do it. You should fucking just do it. Like, yeah, like, I'm just uh, gonna start doing it. Yeah, that like uh, with whatever comedians are on Yanker next, just be like, guys, I'm gonna be a dick to you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. so just cool. roll with it. Well, I'm glad we figured this out. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that'll be fun to try that out. Um, do you have anything to plug? Um, let's see. I am on Twitter and Instagram. Oh fuck yeah, Michael underscore Conrath. That's Conrath with a K, K O N R A T H. And I think my Twitter is just um, Michael Conrath. Underscore. That's great. At Michael Conrath. Yeah, with a K. Yeah, underscore. I made it a long time ago. I don't know, but um, before I knew anything about branding. Now now I laugh. I look back and I laugh. (laughs) You were like a normal person. Exactly. Some fucking pathetic (laughs) normal piece of shit. Yeah. Not like now. Um, Yeah, just Twitter and Instagram. Oh, I have a YouTube Michael Conrath, I think. Uh, yeah so okay cool thank you very much man yeah twitter my facebook and instagram at the yankcast stay tuned for more updates